Big boy on that play shit. What you know about me, tell me what you know about me. What you know about me, tell me what you know about me. What you know about me, tell me what you know about me. Tell me, tell me what you know about me. What you know about me, tell me what you know about me. What you know about me, tell me what you know about me. What you know about me, tell me what you know about me. Tell me, tell me what you know about me. It's all good. Yo, what's going on, fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Chubby Rank Show. I am your host, as always, Derek Williams Jr. Appreciate everybody for coming through and checking out the show. If you haven't subscribed yet, then make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure you rate and review the show as well. If you got any questions that you want to send in to the show, you can DM me on Instagram at Chubby Rank Show, or you can email me at ChubbyRankShow at gmail.com. No co-host today, solo dolo, you feel me? One man on me. What is going down, you know what I'm saying? So, um, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Kazuto Ayoka, the WBO 115-pound champion, taking on Joshua Franco, the newly crowned WBA super champion at 115 pounds on Christmas, not Christmas Day, but New Year's Eve, you feel me? And then the winner of this fight takes on the former WBO champ at 112 pounds, Juntel Nakatani. You feel me? So, for those that don't know, uh, Joshua Franco was the regular champ, the regular WBA champion. You feel me? And Juan Estrada was the super champion at the time. And they, you know, they were supposed to fight each other because the WBA was getting rid of all their secondary titles. You know what I'm saying? So that leads you to believe that Estrada was gonna fight Frank, you know, Joshua Franco, eventually down the line. You feel me? Because he basically had no choice if he wanted to keep his belt. So he chose to vacate the title instead of facing Joshua Franco and fight Chocolatito. You feel me? And that's how Joshua Franco got elevated to super champion. You know what I'm saying? So still a good fight nonetheless, because Joshua Franco gonna throw them hoes. You know what I'm saying? Heavy-handed, got power in his bo- got power in both hands. And he like to let his hands go, so shit. You know it's going to be a good fight. And uh, Kazuto Ayoka, he going to let his hands go too, but he more, much more of a boxer than he is a puncher. So, yeah, it's going to be a good clash of styles, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, Joshua Franco, I'd like to think of him as like a, a boxer puncher, you know what I'm saying? He let his hands go, but he don't always just look to brawl. You feel me? He set up his power shots. And Kazuto, you know what I'm saying? He gonna look to get the better of you with his uh with his boxing ability, you know what I'm saying? Trying to counter you, trying to fight off the jab, you know what I'm saying? Set up everything. So yeah, I feel like this is gonna be a good clash of styles, you feel me? Kazuto Ayoka, he training over there with uh Ishmael Salas. You feel me? And you got uh Joshua Franco, he over there with Robert Garcia. Both of them guys then trained many of champions before, so it's always good to see them type of matchups between two respected trainers in boxing, you feel me? So, yeah, man, I feel like this is going to be a good fight. Then the fight after that, when one of the, when the winner take on Juntown Nakatani, I feel like that's going to be a great fight, too, because you already seen Juntown 115 pounds already. He done moved up, and he already got his first fight up there, like, earlier this year. You feel me? And I felt like he was one of the, he was like the dark horse at 112, you know what I'm saying? The one guy that nobody talked about when they was talking about Sonny Edwards or Jesse Bam Rodriguez or uh, 
Julio Cesar Martinez, you feel me? They ain't, you ain't really hear too many people talking about Juntown Nakatani. You know, and he a southpaw. He kind of tall for that division, too, you feel me? And he got power, so yeah. I feel like he was one of the dudes. And then at the same time, you know, it's kind of like, it's not like it's a bad thing, because he over there fighting in Japan, though too many people really know about him, except for over there in that area in Japan, you feel me? Yeah, man, I feel like Juntown a bad motherfucker. I feel like that's going to be a good fight for the winner. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be big if Kazuto be able to get the win. You know, big fight in Japan. You know what I'm saying? They, they going to always come out in Japan and, and um, support their own. You feel me? So, yeah, that's going to be a good fight. And then if Joshua Franco get the win, that's going to be another good fight for him to take. I think he go back to Japan and, and fight Juntown. You feel me? Because... You can put that fight on over here in America, you know what I'm saying? You can put it in San Antonio, because I think he's from San Antonio, Joshua. So, yeah, you can put that fight in Texas somewhere. You can put it in, like, an Arizona or some type of shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But I think it'll be big, you know, I ain't going to say it'll be bigger, but I think you'll get more more uh, people to people to fill the seats in the arena if you go to, like, a, a somewhere in Japan and do that fight, you feel me? But, uh, yeah, man, other than that, man, I feel like it's a good fight. You know what I'm saying? Title unification, you know, like third defense for, uh, you know what I'm saying, for Kazuto. You feel me? Third title defense for him. Four division champion. The only one in Japanese history, you feel me? The only one to come out of Japan. So, shit. Yeah, man, I feel like this is a good fight, you know. I, I'm I'm leaning more towards uh, Joshua Franco the more that I think about it. But I think, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to go with Kazuda Ayoka. I think he's going to find a way to pull it out. You know what I'm saying? But who knows, Joshua Franco could come in and lay his ass down. But I ain't, you know what I'm saying, Ayoka, he seemed like he got a pretty good chin on him. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, Moving on from that, man, you got uh, Rashidi Ellis, young welterweight on the come up, saying that uh, a fight with a fight with Jerron Ennis is a fight that he'd like to see for himself. You know what I'm saying? You know, he said that in a, uh, during the interview with YSM Sports Media, you feel me? Shouts out to YSM Sports Media that uh, that he'd like to fight Jerron Ennis later on. Well, well, he said it might happen next, but I, don't know. I doubt it happened next. You know what I'm saying? You know, both dudes fighting on uh, the Tank Davis versus Hector Garcia undercard. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, January 7th? Like, that's going to be, like, the the first first boxing event of the year. You know what I'm saying? And both guys fighting on that undercard, you know? And the reason I think it don't have I, – I, the reason I think that it doesn't happen next is because, uh, you know, Rashid Ellis, he's been on the shelf for, like, two years, and he only boxed, like, one round. In his first fight back, you know what I'm saying? He only had one round and came back and knocked the dude out. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he probably trying to knock off the ring rust a little bit more before he go into a fight with Jerron Ennis. You know what I'm saying? And the reason I think it don't happen on the Jerron Ennis side is because, like, it's a low risk. I mean, it's a... uh, high risk low reward kind of fight you know what i'm saying he fighting in the title eliminator right now well for an interim title the ibf you know what i'm saying on in a co-main event so shit i'm pretty sure he's not gonna be looking to go backwards instead of trying to fight for a title 
you know, because he going to be next up to get a title shot at the win of uh, Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that fight going to happen in 23 because don't need the guy really got nothing else to do now, you know what I'm saying? Errol Spence got ordered to fight, uh, got ordered to fight Keith Thurman. But other than that, he ain't really got no mandatories except for uh, Stanley Onis. I think he got ordered to fight Stanley Onis too. But shit, I think Stanley. Well, no, he was uh looking to do a fight with Stanley Onis, but Stanley Onis got ordered to fight Virgil Ortiz. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Stanley Onis and Virgil Ortiz gonna fight each other. And then the only one that's left on the table is uh is Keith Thurman. You know what I'm saying? And that might be the fight that we see next with Errol Spence. But I think. Errol Spence is going to end up fighting Terrence Crawford in 23. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, we're going to see either a rematch between them two, depending on how the fight go, or we're going to see Jerron Ennis fighting for a vacant title. You know what I'm saying? Because I doubt that he fight the winner of that fight. You feel me? Because both guys are already talking about moving up to 154. Errol Spence was talking about moving up to 154 for a minute now, and Terrence Crawford been talking about fighting Jamel Charlo. You know what I'm saying? So she, you know, depending on how the fight go, we might see a rematch between Crawford and Errol Spence. Or she, we might see the winner of that fight move up to 154 immediately, and then Jerron Ennis get a shot at a vacant title. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's why I feel like we won't see the fight soon. But it's a fight that I think we're gonna see later on down the line, possibly. You know what I'm saying? Because they already offered him a fight before, but he turned it down and rightfully so, because dude had been inactive for two years. So she. It wouldn't really be no reason for him to go straight into that fight off of being inactive for two years. And then once people start digging into it, they're going to be like, oh, Rashidi Ellis was, you know what I'm saying, and had ring rust and all kind of, you know what I'm saying, all kind of possibilities that things or things people can say if they look into that fight, if he would have took it off a two-year layoff, you know what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, man, I feel like it's a good fight later on down the line. But I doubt that it happened next, though. So uh, moving on from there, man, Timothy Bradley said in the interview with uh, KO Artist Sports that he feels like Dimitri Bivol is going to get the better of Artie Better be a winning if they fight. You know, and I feel like that's a fight that's going to happen next. Well, I wouldn't say happen next because Artie Better be a got to fight Anthony Yard next. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I feel like that's a fight that can happen next because it's not like Demetri Bivol got any mandatories and nothing like that. You got Joshua Boise ranked number one by the WBA. Or is it WO? I think it's WBA. You know what I'm saying? He ranked number one by them, but he not no mandatory. Danny, Danny Aziz is like number two, and he just won some kind of European title after he beat Rocket Field in a couple weeks ago. So it's like them the number one and two guys, and you know what I'm saying? Them fights can happen because they on. Um, I think both of the dudes fight on Matchroom or the Zone, one or the other. You know what I'm saying? They're all the same shit. You know what I'm saying? They fight on it. They fight on Matchroom or whatever. But um, ain't neither one of those guys no mandatory. Ain't none of them, neither one of them been sanctioned by the sanctioning body or no shit like that. So it's not like them fights got to necessarily happen next for Dimitri Bivol. So it's basically nothing in the way besides this fight with Anthony Yard and uh, all the better BL stopping them from fighting each other. You know. And it's not like, you know what I'm saying, we never got cross-promotion fights before with Ed Hearn and Bob Aaron. Because as much as they don't like each other, they still do business with each other, you feel me? You just seen you just seen uh, Lee Wood and Michael Conley earlier this year. 
And I think Josh Warrington fight on Matchroom too. Yo, he might fight with Frank Warren. I don't even fucking know. Either way, go. I think that fight was on the zone. But I might be wrong too at the same time. But it was still a cross promotion fight because uh, Luis Alberto he fight on top rank. You know what I'm saying? So shit, they do cross promotion cross promotion fights all the time. So it's not like that shit can't happen. And then that's undisputed fight. Yeah, they're going to make that shit happen for sure. But yeah, man, Timothy Bradley said that he feel like the legs is going to be the the, uh, the difference in the fight. Because he feel like, you know what I'm saying, I got I can agree with that, you know. Because Demetri Bivar, I think he proved a lot of people wrong with that win over Canelo. You know what I'm saying, that, that surprised a lot of people. Because, you know, even though Canelo was moving up to 168 to take the fight, it's like he it's not like he hadn't fought in that division before. So it's like people felt like Canelo was on this streak, you know what I'm saying, which he was at the time. And, De- and Dimitri came in and stopped all the hype with basically no hype surrounding him besides, you know what I'm saying, the bullshit that was going on between Russia and uh the Ukraine. You feel me? That was the only kind of hype that was surrounding him, you know what I'm saying? And even then, he uh he was able to pull off the upset, upset of the year. And then after that, he beat Zerto Ramirez, who people had felt like Zerto was going to, you know what I'm saying, probably wipe the floor with uh, Dimitri. But Dimitri came in and made that shit look easy, too. So it's like, shit, maybe, maybe this is going to be a tougher fight than a lot of people thinking for all the better BF. And then he younger than all the better, all the two. You know what I'm saying? All the, like, what, 36, 37 years old. You feel me? But at the same time, that don't necessarily mean nothing. You know what I mean? You got a lot of older fighters all the time that tend to have like a second, uh, a second prime or some shit. Or they go, they come into their prime late in their career or some shit like that. He, he basically been fighting for a long ass time though, and Demetri been fighting for a long ass time too. So I can I can understand why people picking Demetri Bivol to get the win over him. You know. It just ain't like I said. You can't really argue it because it's like he he didn't prove too many he didn't prove so many people wrong already. You know what I'm saying with his last two wins. And it's like a fight with Joshua Buasi is not as appealing as a fight with Arda Better BF is. A fight with Dan Aziz is not as appealing as a fight with Arda Better BF is. You know what I'm saying? Two good challenges. You can do it in the UK, and then them shit's gonna be live either way it go because they come out and support their own. But shit. Ain't none of them fights so undisputed, you know what I'm saying? If they put that fight over there in the UK or somewhere over here or do it over in the in the Middle East, motherfuckers gonna come out and watch that shit because it's for undisputed and you got two a clash of two different styles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Me personally, I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to go with I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Bivol too, you know what I'm saying? Because he surprised me with that Canelo win. I picked him to be Zerto after that, you know what I'm saying? But he did it so, I ain't going to say he did it so easily, but, like, he, the way he handled the fight was easier than a lot of people expected, too, because it was like Zerto couldn't really put that much pressure on him. And then at points in that fight, you seen Bivol putting Zerto on the back foot, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, shit, is all the better BF power really going to make that much of a difference, you know what I'm saying? Because he still got to land that shit at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? But uh, moving on from that, man, Adrian Broner said in an interview with Fight Hub TV that he feels like Shakir Stevenson 
it's gonna be the most difficult fight for Tank Davis if they fight in the future. And rightfully so, I think everybody feel like that, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got your people that feel like Devin Haney is going to be the toughest fight. Ryan Garcia, you know what I'm saying? If it, It's a couple people out there that think that Ryan Garcia is going to be Tank's toughest fight. Some people still like Vasily Lomachenko is going to be his toughest fight. But, uh, yeah, man, I think I'm going I'm, I'm to agree with Adrian Broner, though. I think a lot of people feel like that's going to be like the, the matchup that everybody want to see between them two. I mean, I want to see him versus Devin Haney, too. That's going to be a good one. Him versus Ryan Garcia is, you know, that's a good fight, but it's like more about a popularity contest. You know what I'm saying? And Tank just, it, it seems like they both just don't really like each other. You know what I'm saying? Ryan Garcia, it seems like it's more force with him. You know what I'm saying? He seems like he just be saying shit just to see if he can get a reaction out of Tank, and Tank just seemed like he just don't want to have no dealings with the dude and no shit like that, you know what I'm saying, so, it feel like they don't really like each other, so that's a, that always make for a good fight, you feel me, you know what I'm saying, Devin Haney, him and Devin Haney been going back and forth, at, you know what I'm saying, for a while now, and Devin Haney undisputed, shit, Tank said he want to fight Devin Haney after he beat Cambosis, so it's like, she yeah. You know, they already got an interest in that fight right there. And Shakur on his way up to 135, trying to get a fight at 135 right now. So it's like, for me, them going to be the, the, the three fight, the three fighters that people want to see fight each other the most. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got Frank Martin finna get in, finna get in the mix up there too because he just beat Michelle Rivera, who, who I feel like was the dark horse of the division. Wasn't nobody talking about at 135. And she had... Frank Martin came in and got that dub off him. So it's like, shit, Frank Martin took all his hype. And now it's like, you know what I'm saying? You tie that in with him being with Errol Spence and training with Derrick James and Jamel Charlo and everything they got going on. It's like, shit, his, his hype then went through the roof now towards the end of the year. So, you know what I'm saying? You got Frank Martin about to get in the mix, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like the top three is Shakira. Tank and uh and Devin Haney, people want to see them mix it up. But I feel like that all three of those is, you know what I'm saying? You any way you want it, all them fights is fit to fit to have you want to match with Shakur versus Tank, Tank versus Devin, Devin versus Shakur, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, Tank versus Shakur, I think that's gonna be a chess match, you know what I'm saying? More than like a slugum. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? Cause both guys, I think Tank is more on the back foot than Shakur is, you know what I'm saying? Because Shakur like to get on the front foot, and he kind of mean. He got a mean streak to him. He don't got as much power as Tank do, you know what I'm saying? But he still like to fight on the front foot and kind of force the uh, force the activity from the from his opposition, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's gonna be a good chess match to watch, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know who win that fight, honestly. That's 50-50 to me. But yeah, man, shit. I feel like that, that's, that's going to be a good fight to see later on down the line. Just like a lot of fights, you know what I'm saying? But uh, with that being said, man, that's all I got. Appreciate everybody for coming through and checking out the show. As always, if you like what you listen to, then subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you rate and review the show as well. You got any questions that you want to send in to the show, you can DM me on Instagram at Chubber Rank Show. Or you can email me at Chubber Rank Show at gmail.com.
Big boy on that plane. What you know about me? Tell me what you know about me. What you know about me? Tell me what you know about me. What you know about me? Tell me what you know about me. Tell me, tell me what you know about me. What you know about me? Tell me what you know about me. What you know about me? Tell me what you know about me. What you know about me? Tell me what you know about me. Tell me, tell me what you know about me. I don't see no hitters.